Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hey, hey, welcome to the adulthood, a podcast for Jared. (laughs) (laughs) This is Alex all day. Hey, hey. Oh, now you're Fat Albert. Okay. (laughs) Is there a heart in the house tonight? So this is the adulthood. This is a podcast for geriatric millennials. I am Lexi, also known as Lexi with the curls. And I am Ali, 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 Alejandro. And this is our first episode. So if you know the two of us, or if you don't, if you're just meeting us for the first time, uh, we are two co-workers slash BFFs who I got him this amazing job and now he's <laughs> able to live on his own and I pulled him away. He used to work at City Trends and he was dressing mannequins and I was like, Alex, you're really talented. Like he went to school for journalism. He's really talented. And I was like, Alex, you need another job. Like I want to pull you away from City Trends and then I got him this job. But we can get more into it because I didn't want to like make it seem that fast. But um, Alex, what's up? <laughs> I'm going to let you tell that story. I'm not even going to correct it. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> City trends and dress mannequins. Yes. I, but And he's so talented. And I was like, you know what? You don't need to be dressing mannequins at City Trends. Like, I feel like you should work at Bossip and be a writer full time because this is what you're great at. Is Ooh. that correct? Yes. Yes. Alex is the king of headlines for Bossip. Tell us about, you know, king of headlines. Well, I don't have much to say about that. I just have a vivid imagination. Mm-hmm. And I started writing early. You know, my love letters used to be very well-written and funny. And, you know, I just love writing. You used to write letters to women? Yeah. What? Like on, piece of, like on a piece of paper or a typewriter? <laughs> typewriter back in the day? I saw you walking to the cafeteria. Oh, my gosh. In those pedal pushers. You With your stirrups on. <laughs> you look so <laughs> this And is your like, Von Dutch hat. Yeah. Von Dutch trucker hat. You wear your parasuco jeans. Ooh. Is that what you were doing? So here's the funny thing. So everything that you're talking about, Alex, like Von Dutch and everything, that is when we first met. That's what we were wearing. We were wearing stuff like We actually have a picture where I have a Von Dutch hat on and you're in the picture with me yes. with a Von Dutch hat on. So let me tell this story. So Alex and I met, we are both, well, I am from Hampton, Virginia, the 757, home of the greatest athletes, um, artists, you know, producers, whatever you want, everything. Wow. I don't know what this laugh is for. I mean, Missy Timberland, you know, Pharrell, Michael Vick, Allen Iverson, you know, all of those good things. Shout out to Ronald Curry. Yes. Shout out to Ronald Curry. Mm-hmm. So I'm from the 757. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Alex moved in, you know, high school, I think his junior year. Mm-hmm. And I got this random message on AIM. So if you don't know what AIM is, <laughs> it is pretty much every geriatric millennial. Every geriatric millennial has been on AIM, like at some point. You have met somebody on AIM. You talked to your classmates on AIM. So this guy starts sending me messages. And his name was Black Jesus 3. Oh. Black with a Q. With a Q. And I was like, who is Black Jesus 3? She's like, oh, I, my mother works with your friend's mom. And next thing you know, we start talking on AIM. And then we end up being at Hampton University every summer for summer camps. And he's always just, he was the guy that would just like look at girls' feet and make comments about them. I didn't know. Yes, I remember this. You used to make fun of women's feet. You used to always look at girls' feet. 
we would be at Hampton University in the summer because we were gifted. We were the gifted children who used to take advantage of, he can tell that part of the story, but we used to go to summer camps every summer and stay in the dorms. And we were always, well, a couple of times we were in the same programs. We would go on college tours together with Hampton University. So it was like, we would do educational events. And then we ended up getting really cool through that. And he went to, not my rival high school. He went to like the irrelevant high school in the city. And I went to the cool high school. So yeah. So how else, what else happened when we met? You know, this is so funny because the way that you tell a story is different from how I remember it's always okay. Well, what's your side I, of the story? I remember we had a mutual friend that went to the school that you went to for I don't want to say delinquent youths, but your school <laughs> was for it was like it was almost hood. like the east side. Hell east side. Yeah, it, it was, was like the east side of Hampton. So you had mutual friends that knew me. Yes. And then y'all used to get together on AOL. Uh-huh. I would say their names, but you know, I don't even know where they are in life right now. But I feel okay. like they went to school with me at Hampton. Okay. So y'all had y'all's chat, and then your mutual friend invited me and said, Hey, this is like the new lavender t-shirt wearing polo enthusiast who's new to Hampton who's new to Virginia, who has no idea what y'all got going on. The only thing I knew at the time was Allen Iverson. Right. Yeah. I knew Allen Iverson. I knew Missy, Timberland, Pharrell. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know nobody. And everybody treated me like, oh, you you, you different. Because you're from. You different. Yeah, you Because <laughs> you from Miami. And we don't know nothing about real life people from Miami. So No, we knew Trick Daddy. Yeah, Daddy and Trina. That's it. See, that's how I started to, you know, meet people and make friends. Cause you know, I was just bright and loud and just entertaining. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I connected with your girl, and then your girl, y'all had this chat, and then your girl, you had another girl, and then it was a whole bunch of people, and then I came into the room with y'all. It wasn't like a hello. It I was. Know, it wasn't like Jesus G. Like your girl was like, hey, this is the lavender shirt wearing brother man from whatever. This uh -huh. is Lexi. And then that's when it was like, oh, you Lexi. That was back when you I was Alexis. Like, I know your mama or whatever. That's, that, is, that is what happened. I, I don't recall that. I, re oh, I recall you sliding in. You know, like sliding in the DMs. You slid in my aim. You slid in my aim. I was like, hi, oh. my, my name is Alex. And <laughs> I, I joined the chat. We I don't know what we're talking about. I don't know what we, it was just something crazy. I'm, yeah. I always remember you being crazy, Alex. I always remember you being the yeah. funny guy who used to like talk about women's feet. And you were always the one that like kept everybody laughing and always made jokes. I remember yeah. that. I didn't really, but see, that is the way that I am. And you, you know, like you said, we were in those programs for Hampton University, but we were in programs that were for like at-risk youth. Right? We were. No one believes yeah. these stories that I tell, but it, because, and we talk, we'll talk about this later in the podcast, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that people never sign up for because they mm -hmm. feel like everyone else is going to sign up for. Mm -hmm. No one ever signs up for this. So the program was supposed to be for at-risk youth. No one signed up for it. So Alejandro and I took advantage. The government said, here's all this money to mm -hmm. take care of these at-risk youth. At risk youth, you could take them to colleges. You could yep. take them to see the president. You could take them to all the HBCUs in the country. And yep. the Hampton youth was like, nah. Yeah, they didn't want to go, so we took advantage of it. And that, like, our moms didn't have to take us on college tours because Hampton University did. Yeah, uh, you went on the Ivy League tour with us, right? Yes. So we went to oh, Harvard and Yale. Also, a whole bunch of, of fancy, extraordinary, well-organized yes. blacks. We went to all of. HBCUs on the East Coast because yep. of this program that was supposed to be for at-risk youth. Yeah, we we were exposed to schools like okay, well one, let's go, get it out there. We are both HBCU grads. We are like super pro HBCU. So I went to Clark Atlanta University in Atlanta, Georgia, and I went to the standard of excellence, Hampton University, Black Harvard. It is. It is. It is. 
And so because of that, like we were just super like HBCU. We're first of all, we're HBCU out. Like we're probably both going to marry HBCU grads. Like, you know, I would hope so too. I know. Right. So (laughs) we're just very pro HBCU grads, like very pro HBCUs. And we went on these tours went to Tuskegee, went to A&T, went to NCCU, went all over. And that's what like developed our love for HBCU. So he stayed at home, went to Hampton. I was like, you know what? I need to get to Atlanta because I need to grow up. And I can't grow up in the house with my mama and my parents. And I just wanted to come to Atlanta to work in the music industry. That was my initial goal was to work in the music industry. Didn't work out, but I kind of did, you know, kind of adjacent or whatever. But my goal was to work. Actually, you know what's so crazy? So at the time... When we were in high school, Ludacris had just come out. He was really big. All I knew was, I want to come to Atlanta and work for DTP. That's what I knew. I want to work for DTP. And yeah, that was my goal. Like, I wanted to work in the music industry. And to me, Atlanta was the place to be. Because at that time, it was like Babyface, L.A. Reid. Everybody was talking about Atlanta. And I was like, yo, I have to go down there. And that's honestly... I need to thank Ludacris next time I see him. He doesn't know who I am. Sometimes he knows who I am. Sometimes he's like, oh, yeah, I know you. Oh, yeah, and then most of the time he doesn't. Yeah. And he does not know me. <laughs> but he's seen me, you know, like we've worked in certain circumstances together. So I need to tell him, like, you're the reason why I came to Atlanta. He's going to be like, okay, girl. But literally, that is the reason why I wanted to work in the music industry. And Atlanta was the place to be. So it's so crazy because... Me and Alex lost touch for years because we didn't have all the Facebook and Instagram at this time. Like, in we did get it my sophomore year. So your junior year, that's when Facebook came. Mm-hmm. I remember when it started went from Morehouse. I remember when Morehouse got it. I remember as soon as Clark got it. So, but still, I don't think we connected on Facebook. Like, how do we reconnect, Alex? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> you're about to make up a story. No. <laughs> you're not going to make up a story. You're, well, you're not going to get it right. Well, first of all, I remember when you looked at all of us and you were like i am going to atlanta i sure did bye I'm going to atlanta bye <laughs> yes because see at this at this point in time i was like torn between going to hampton because they had something my intuition just said you should go to hampton they got mm-hmm. a new school of journalism they got a new program and then they got the radio station It'll be all you. It'll mm-hmm. be all you. But mm-hmm. actually, in my graduation party, I had FAMU and A&T. Oh. As my A&T? two out of school. Yeah. I, was gonna I didn't A&T know. And play baseball. I did not know that you were going to be an Aggie. I was, it was both. It was wow. Like, it was like I was like, you know, about to choose my college. Like, wow. Oh, go to this school over this school. I see I didn't have two hats. To make, uh, that, to make that announcement in front of the family. Uh-huh. So this is when, and we'll talk about this too. You know, our parents are boomers. Yes. Our parents are like the ultimate traditional black boomers. Mm-hmm. Well, when you talk about entertainment, when you talk about I'm going to do this and make money from it, they're like, no, you, Hampton, for journalism, you need to go to FAM. You need to go to the engineering <laughs> program. Uh-huh. You had to get a real job. Yeah, cause... you need to go, you need to go to AT. You need to do mm-hmm. this. So see, that's the thing about us geriatric millennials. A lot of us have boomer parents who mm-hmm. are stuck in the 90s, the 80s, the 70s. Mm-hmm. This is the way we did it, and this is the way that it has to be done. Absolutely. There is mm-hmm. no such thing as evolution. No. It's like I use MapQuest directions. Still, the address it, it it works. Mm-hmm. Why would I use the phone? Why no. would I use the navigation on my new car? They took forever to adjust. They still look are adjusting. <laughs> Last time I saw my mama, she had the navigation console. She no. had the phone in her hand. And what? she said, pull up the address and tell me where to go. Like she had a separate GPS? Like a separate one? Yeah, two GPSs. Wow. And then I had it on my phone. So it's it just like, why do y'all refuse the basics? Right. The basics. Uh, they do. They refuse the basics. And I think it, it, I'm sure that helped. I don't know. I guess we 
disobeyed our, not disobeyed our parents because not like they told us we have to be engineers or doctors, but we definitely didn't do what they wanted us to do. Like no. we didn't because I wanted to work in entertainment. You wanted to work in entertainment. And for our parents, it's like, no, like what? Like that, that doesn't make you real, any real money. Like there's no job security there. My parents still are like, I literally up until like three years ago, my dad's like, when are you going to get a real job? And I'm like, hello, I have not had to ask you guys for mortgage money. I haven't had to ask you guys for pay my electricity money. And y'all, and my dad's still like, he thinks that like when you work in entertainment, it's not a real job and that you're not actually getting a paycheck. And I'm like, dude, clearly have job security because I've been in my job for a very long time. Like 13 years. They don't get it though. And I'm like, this is so funny. So we, so here's the thing. Like we actually, from our reconnection, we, so this is what Alex used to do. Alex used to do these recaps for BET Awards every year and they were hilarious. So this was back in the day on Facebook when you could do like notes. Yeah. So he used to do like this recap every year and it was so funny funny it was so funny he would have so many comments and I'm like Alex you really need to like write full time and I'm like I work for this company I work for Bossip and I was like I think you'd be really great I was like I kept telling my boss and my coworkers about him I'm like yo this guy's really really funny so finally one day they're like let us send him a Bossip writing test send him a test how did the test go Alex the test went amazing and you know it's crazy because people ask me about the test all the time. It is the same test that the same I took test. <laughs> since nineteen forty-five. The Boston writing test. test. The Boston writing test. But for some reason, people cannot. They just they cannot do it. I, I mean, know, we, I don't know what it is. Because y'all are so different to be like. There's one thing to be a journalist, but to be able to be a journalist and be like, I call it sassy. I don't know what y'all call it, but the way that y'all write is very sassy. What do you call it? Sassy is the wrong word. I mean, I think it's just, I don't know. I think it's also, you know, the difference between our generation and every other generation. Like we just grew up, our imaginations are a little bit different, plus sprinkled with some soul. So can I say witty? Does that sound better than sassy? Witty? I think, I think witty, but you know, growing up, we read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. And it, it is not saying that, you know, Gen Z's don't read books, but we just, we just were more into writing. You know, mm-hmm. I, asked, I asked the Gen Zers, because, you know, I was in gifted programs. Oh, fancy. You know, they would bust <laughs> from the black school mm-hmm. to a diverse school, and we would do like mind games and Mm -hmm. logic and all of those things i mean so did the other generation no 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 because i asked them did y'all have gifted and they're like no yeah i mean i guess the people like we wouldn't do the regular thing we would do like something above and beyond like for instance in the second grade Mm -hmm. we read green eggs and ham rest in peace dr seuss but when we read it the assignment was not to just read it, but we had to go home and make green eggs and ham. Now, I'm in the second grade. I don't know how to cook. So we are in the grocery store, and like my mama's like, where is the green, uh, the green coloring? We're looking mm-hmm. for the green coloring. See, this is when I learned how to scramble eggs in the second grade, because it was just like, oh, my God. So I think that's the difference. We were just more... So- I think we just did more. I think school was more about just people just like school. I don't yeah. know. Actually, I just I just think when we were growing up, everyone was like, "I want to go to school. We got projects and we get yeah. thing. I haven't seen that enthusiasm about school since I was in school. That's true. I never really thought about it. Like we being a millennial party if we all get A's, and then we we would have like a yeah. Little they don't it's do that cool. anymore, and they didn't do that before mm-hmm. us. You're right. Because I subbed like, in school. Remember, we both subbed same. in school. Yeah, and yeah. They would not, they would just be like, oh, I'm in jail, I'm in hell. Ah. Literally. It, I will say that you you are correct. And like, so millennials, like, this is the thing with millennials. So millennials in general, so it starts from 1981 to 1996. If you were born in those years, you are a millennial. Now, to me, a geriatric millennial, so one, the oldest age right now would be 41. I am going to say that a geriatric millennial starts at like 34 Mm -hmm. and 
to me, a geriatric millennial, I do feel like there has to be a divide between the younger millennials and older millennials because the, we, the two are not the same. They are not the same. Like all of the stereotypes that they have about millennials, I don't think that you and I, for example, and other geriatric millennials that we know, I don't think that we fit into those stereotypes. Like we're not lazy. We don't want to live in our parents' basement forever. We're not delusional. We have real jobs. We have careers. We want we want to pay our bills. We don't live off of passion. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not passionate about it. So I'm just going to like live in the streets. Uh, we're not like I that. Like we know. there's a couple people that we know like that, like that are just like still living off their parents or like it, it but I do think that there is a difference between like the geriatric millennial and the younger millennial. And just for reference, like the Gen Zers are like the 1997 to 2012. And then the Gen Xers are, I guess that's how you say Gen X, 1965 to 1980. So, you know, we're not far from Gen X, the you, you and I, we're not far from Gen X age. But so there's a little similarities in those, like the younger Gen Xs, but I think that we're in a whole lane of our own, honestly. Yes. I mean, we, we could talk about geriatric millennials all day mm-hmm. because it's a very specific, it's just a very specific lifestyle. Yeah. Your parents are boomers, your grandparents, you probably learned a lot from your grandparents. You probably talked to your grandparents a lot. You grew up mostly without all of these things that the kids have now. You grew up without cell phones. Yes. Uh-huh. You grew up without the internet as yep. it is now. So uh-huh. you had to figure out ways, and that was the other thing about creativity. We had to figure out ways to entertain ourselves without constant TikTok dances, yeah. without constant internet. So we were like outside playing red light, green light. But, but, but you remember like the generation before us, they could go outside and play and do everything. We're the generation where people started getting kidnapped. So then our parents were like, nah. You can't ride your bike that far. They used to be, my mom tells me like, we used to ride, she was like, we used to ride our bike to Rock Creek Park. We used to ride like 10 miles with no adult or anything. We were the generation that we were playing outside, but like to a certain extent, because that's when kids were getting kidnapped. And then the generation after us, oh, they, they not going outside at all. Cause they're playing their video games. Yeah. We, we had to be inside by the time the street light came like, on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we and plus, you know, I always talk about nostalgia. I always talk about the fact that movies were very connected to what we did outside. Like when Mighty Ducks came out, oh, oh my God! In the streets, oh, the street hockey. Booming, everybody <laughs> thought they could play hockey. Uh huh. In the streets, playing street hockey. Everybody. I mean, it was the the hoodest dudes on the block. Everybody. Uh-huh. Shout out to Keenan Thompson. Yep. Shout out to. The, the Mighty Ducks, I don't think they need to be a documentary on this. The I really Ducks, love those movies. I the love them. Track, in uh-huh. the hood, everybody was trying to play hockey. Strong rollerblades. Yeah. We yeah, we like, used to all of that. Oh, and then karate was big, like three ninjas. Yeah. So we started doing karate because of three ninjas. Like we yeah, did and, we, then, and then pizza. Like we were saying earlier, like people were acting like school is so bad now. But you know, when we were in school, we had book it. So every time you read a book, what? you got a free personal pan pizza. I don't know anything about that. Oh we didn't do that at my school. What? That must have been some Miami thing. No, no, no. This was everywhere. Everybody knows Book It. You what? Get, I've never heard of it. Look, it was a program where uh-huh. you read a book mm-hmm. in elementary school, you get a free personal pan pizza. Now, the personal pan pizza is not like what they used to be. Uh-huh. See? See? Everyone knows Book It. I don't know. Never Lexi, heard of it. Like I said, Lexi went to an institutional. <laughs> I don't no, know I went, what school. I went to a DC went, elementary school. Yes, book it. You read the book, and then they your teacher will keep track of all the books. So I was balling. Okay. You know, I love to eat. So I had about I was reading uh, Hardy Boys, Beverly Cleary, uh-huh. Nancy Drew. Na- Nancy Drew. I was reading Sounder. Who? <laughs> I know Babysitter's Club and Fear Street. You never read Sounder? No. About the dog? No. no. I I know you read Old Yeller. Yes, Old Yeller. I read, uh, you know, what's the um, Dear Margaret is Me? No, Dear God is Me, Margaret. Yes. Those are the ones that they... Your teacher would be like, Lexi, okay, you read five books. Here's five five personal pizzas or you need to go. Same thing with McDonald's. I didn't get no McDonald's or pizza. Listen. Must be you. nice. 
No, I'm I'm just saying school used to be like incentives. That's what we need. Now yeah. it's like just read the book. Just just pass the course. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if the kids get any incentives like we got, like you know, like gold stars. Yeah. The book it like free books from Scholastic. Cause you know, I was not rich. We were we grew up very middle class. So every time a scholastic book fair would come up, I'd be like, Yeah. I'm not feeling out this sheet. What? Your mama didn't buy you any books? I used to live at the library. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You still go to the library. So weird. That's where I got from Generation X and the Boomers. Okay. They passed that down to me. Now, you, you, you not into the library like that. I used to stay at the library. That's because it's it's 2022. I have not been. They had programs there, Lexi. You, You missed out. Yeah, I they guess. Had freeze pops, freeze cups, cookies. Sir, I was not hanging out at the library. I was hanging out at the mall. Like that was a thing. As a, just a millennial, a millennial journal, we used to hang out at the mall. We used to get with our friends, and I was yes, I was not hanging out at the library. I was hanging out at the mall with my friends and going to the movies and like begging my mom and begging, you know, like oh, can so and so's big brother take us to the movies? Can oh. we do this? That was the thing. Like it was. Meeting at the movies and meeting at the mall. While you were at the library, I was at the mall trying to meet guys from other schools and trying to get numbers. I used to be at the mall with you, or I used to be at the mall while you were there in my uh-huh. platinum FUBU jersey. So, oh, is that what you were doing? Yeah, I, you, yes. know, you know, now I go to the mall dressed like anything. See, the Gen Z, oh they, they don't play about their outfits in the mall. But when you know, when we were in high school, I used to wear my best yeah. outfit. To the mall. That's where you used to go to to get all the all the new dudes. Like that's where you go to meet all of the guys. From, well, for me, all of the guys at the other schools. Like that's where you would go. Like you have to like. That's where you met guys. Like before, especially before high school, before you go into like the football games and the basketball games. Middle school. That's where you meet guys. And I don't even know why we were trying to meet guys. Like we were about to go out with them and stuff. Ooh, Not like our parents. were saying like, "What's up? Hey, what? What's, what would they say to y'all?" I don't even remember. I don't even. Oh, you hey. just, I don't even know how it would start, but I remember back then they used to ask for your number and put it on a piece of paper, and you would have to wait for them to call you. Like I remember those days of like going to the mall, trying to meet some guys. I don't. Again, I don't recall why because it's not like in middle school my mother was gonna let me go on a date with anybody. But yeah, I used to go and just talk to guys, talk to guys, give your number out. Did you have your own phone in middle school? Uh, Did you? I didn't have a phone until high school. What? It was a flip phone. It was like. So, no, I'm talking about a house phone. Did you have your own house phone? Oh, yeah. They would call, hello, may I speak to Alex? So you didn't have your own phone? No. You, wait, you had your own phone? I had my own line. I had my own line. Yes, I had my own line. So, yeah, no, I had my own line. That's why I was like, wait, like, oh, I, have no. my, I have my own line. <laughs> oh, no, over here? Can I speak to Alex? And then my mom be like, Alex, tell And then you hear, you hear whatever she watching in the background. And I pick it up, hello. And then you know your mama is just, she knows it. She stay on the phone for like five seconds. Look, so. Just, okay, I let y'all, okay, bye. It was like, man, what is you doing? Well, that is like, so that is one of my things as far as like that make a geriatric millennial. It's like, we just know, just knowing how to communicate like we have been there when you used to have to like wait for somebody to call you we know how to communicate i think really well because we were the ones that actually did have to talk on the phone it wasn't like any text messaging so that is definitely like one of my things that i feel like makes a direct millennial we know how to communicate or we at least should because we did that we did the like writing down numbers we did the phone calls we talked on remember you used to like talk on the phone until you fall asleep with your friends yeah like nah Exactly. Nobody wanted to hang up. You hang up first. No, you, and these are with friends. Like I'm not talking like a romantic, a, a person that you're trying to date. I'm talking like with your homies. You used to be on three way. So I definitely think that that's one of the things that like really you know makes a geriatric millennial. I also feel like a geriatric millennial. We we are still in that generation where we're not super all about passion. Like we'll we'll have a job that we don't love 100, percent but because it pays the bills, we're gonna do it. 
So to me, that's the difference between like the younger millennials. The younger millennials are like, I'm not passionate about it. Oh my gosh, this person made me sad today. I'm just not gonna, I'm just gonna quit. I don't have any backup. I don't have any savings. I'm just going to quit. I feel like we are the generation that we are going to keep that job. We don't have to be 100% passionate about it. But at the same time, we're not like crazy. We're not going to like stay in a job that makes us feel horrible or it's a toxic environment. But we're all about getting that coin and paying these bills. Um, I feel like we're not lazy. I feel like we're just like the generation of, well, when I say generation, we're the, the older millennials, the judging millennials. We're just like, we're just more organized and we're just, we're going to get our stuff together. We're not waiting around for it to happen. I feel like that's another difference between the younger ones. The younger ones are like, let me wait for this person to reach out to me. Let me wait for this company to reach out to me. Meanwhile, us, we're like, no, we're going to go out there and get it still. Like, we're just more proactive. So all of this, like, millennials are lazy. Nah, not geriatric millennials. Geriatric millennials, we are not lazy. We are the go-getters. We are the, we're probably the last of the go-getters, honestly. Like, we're the last of, you know, the younger kids are like, why should we have to go through this? What the older people did to be in the industry. Like, it's just something that happens. I'm not saying that it's right. Because, yes, especially, like, in the entertainment industry, you have to do a lot. You have to work for free. Those days of working for free and interning are over, mm. but we did that. We did that. And we like went through the ranks and did what the people before us did, even though nowadays they're like, no, we're not doing that. And now they don't change the whole rules because the younger millennials were like, no, we're not doing free labor, which I do understand. I get it. But it's like, you know, we didn't complain. We just did it. Like we are just go-getters. Like what are some of your, like, you, the sign of like, okay, this is definitely a geriatric millennial. Like, what are some of those things that make a geriatric millennial? Well, you know, I, I thought about what you were just saying, and it's similar to what you were saying, is that we just have a greater appreciation for relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know the Gen Zers, I cut you off. It's like yeah. we're in the cutoff culture. And yeah. I feel like, you know, when we were growing up, we just had a greater appreciation for relationships. We had a greater mm-hmm. appreciation for friendships. We just had just a greater appreciation for everyone around us. Mm-hmm. Like we cared mm-hmm. about everybody. You know, back in the day, we used to give our teachers gifts. Yes. Yeah. I can tell you now, that ain't happening no more. But we just, we had a greater appreciation for the people who taught us. The yeah. Who yeah. Us, the people who were around us. We had friends. The mm-hmm. same friends our entire childhood. The same friends our Sometimes they don't translate to adulthood, you know, because yeah, yeah. But we had the same types of friends, and I feel like geriatric millennials. When we, whenever we meet each other, we will automatically connect because we are the last great people. We are. I agree. I agree. We are keeping (laughs) the world together because we have the soul of our grandparents mixed with the soul of our boomer parents, mixed with bits and pieces of millennials, which make us the perfect human beings keeping the world the way it is because we saw right when it changed we would allow people to go to the theater and see that change where you couldn't even go into a rated r movie yes unless you had a parent we've Mm -hmm. we've seen the world change we've seen how tv has changed we were we lived through the greatest decade ever yeah for team, we for music, for everything. Yeah, we went from like, so damn, what was before MySpace? Besides uh, the AOL chat rooms. Like we, no, Black Planet and MySpace, I feel like are around the same time. But we went from nothing AOL? to AOL, to AOL chat rooms, to MySpace and Black Planet, to Facebook, to, I mean, we did all of that. Like we, we definitely, wow. I mean, we kind of started everything. And the people behind us yeah that's all they knew they they came in on computers we didn't get computers till i think middle school used to have those big body macs and play oregon trail like we've seen we've definitely seen the growth of just everything like what life is like now could you imagine like it's so crazy that we grew up with no like we grew up with no cell phones around like that doesn't even make any sense like i don't even know how we function like i do not understand how we people see the people is always that's where the that's where everything starts is the people yeah just like you said y'all went to the mall we used to go get pizza everything was even if you watch stranger things or the goonies everything was about me and the crew yep everything was about friendship friendship lied to each other we have packs well i didn't do blood packs now that's 
Yeah, no. Anybody, no. Nobody's doing all that. <laughs> We're not doing all that. If you did one, no, yes. you're inclusive, but that wasn't my ministry. Yeah. It was different. And you know, the thing I love about TikTok now, you know, there's a whole like TikTok section of geriatric millennials who are like bringing back like those Spice Girl moments and Britney Spears and NSYNC and just all of these like older groups. And I actually love it because it just is so like just the nostalgia of just the things that we grew up on and what we used to listen to. And the music was so good back then. Remember when people used to dance, like just dance and it didn't matter. And I also feel like we were that last group of people that listened to everything. We listened to pop music. We listened to rock. We listened to rap. We listened to everything. Now it's like, no, you just listen to the Migos or this group just listens to this music. Like it's so separate. It's so separate now. Like we used to listen to freaking like Enrique Iglesias and, but now, but now you go to an Enrique, an Enrique concert, it's only Latinos. If you go to, I don't know, like a, a Migos concert, it's only like, it's just so interesting how things are so separate now. But growing up, we used to listen to everything. We would listen to Christina Aguilera too. So I feel like we were also the last generation of like everything crossed over. Every mu- All the music crossed over. So white kids were listening to, I don't know, Ice Cube. Like, you know, when Ice Cube kind of transitioned by himself, it was just different back then. It was different just even on the music and everything. <laughs> but that, yeah, we're more cultured we're just more cultured and it wasn't so like separate it was it wasn't separate like it is now now it's like uh it's just so different like it's just really different and i don't know i don't like it now like i really don't i'm not gonna say i don't like it now but i do feel like we're that last generation of just being inclusive i feel like we were very inclusive like you know, growing up, you would have some white friends, Asian friends, Latino friends. Nowadays, you see this kid. It's not real. It's not the same. It's not the same unless it's like private schools and stuff. But I don't know. It's just a little different. Yeah, we used to watch MTV. MTV is the bridge. M- M- right. MTV was. Look, we could talk about this. There is so many differences. There's so many things that are different. But the music. Yeah. When black kids listen to rock and roll, listen to yeah. Green Day. Nirvana. You can listen to Green Day and you can listen to Warren G. Absolutely. It absolutely. was the same thing. All of the dances that the kids do now, we did in person yep. when it came out. All of the yep. songs that are being sampled are songs that were sampled when we were in our prime. Yeah. 90s, 2000s. 2000s. Every time these kids have a throwback day, they dress like Nelly, Christina Aguilera, uh-huh. yep. mm-hmm. we, we are the last great people yeah, we are. Okay, so what do you think about, though, because the biggest difference for me is dating. I just remember, well, one, I didn't date. You know, I didn't date a lot, like, in high school. But it was just different. Oh, like, you I, yeah, I, didn't, I, I didn't really date like that. Like, you I don't know. Who? You had a... Not till college, really. Like, high school, guys are really checking for me like that. You know, I, th- I, I had my glow up later in life. But I don't think I wasn't like dating for real like that. Like I was not dating, but like dating was so different back then. And again, it's like, it goes back to the, like having to write the number down. I remember being, I remember literally sitting at home waiting for guys to call because you could, it wasn't like you could just like, it was no texting. It was none of that. So you literally would have to wait around until a guy called you. If you met a guy at the mall or at the movie theater or at a basketball game, it's like, you got to wait till he calls. We had caller ID then, so it's like you had to wait for caller ID. But it was just so different having to wait around. Like dating, well, I guess getting to know a guy was different because also my mother wasn't letting me date. But I don't know. Like, how was you? Like, what was your thing? Like, when you would try to pull a girl, what was your thing? Like, what did you say to them? <laughs> I already know it's funny. Like, I like your toes. <laughs> <laughs> what? I like your toes. You I'm a fetish. I think you do, or you at least I used like to. You. you in when you were in high school, I like shit. Which, that's what you used to say. I like shit. I like shit. That's what you said. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you're like, and then you ask for her number. I, my my way of getting women is the same as, and you know, I never have called myself a comedian because I just feel like when you tell people that. People think people expect you to always tell jokes, to always be. Yeah, you people um, like, oh, you're a comedian. I feel like mm-hmm. the way that Adam Sandler or like Seth Rogen pull women, it's like mm-hmm. I, I say something that is 
witty, mm-hmm. or in my mind, profound. And then I strike up conversation. Because, see, I've never had a six-pack in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never had, I've never considered myself sexy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I consider myself, you know, my personality gets the party started. That's what I say about me, too. Personality is everything. Personality is everything. So that's what that's what I do. Is it's just I will I will find something about you. So mm-hmm. I, this is this is like I am a, if, if I have a son, say son, you have to you strike up the conversation so mm-hmm. that woman just falls madly in love with you for you. So your thing is to make them laugh. I think if if you can make a woman laugh when you meet them, mm-hmm. and just you know strike up a good conversation, not yeah. about like. You know, some people insult women when they meet them. Like, oh my God, your forehead. But you Who does that? What? It, does... I see it all the time. What? I see what? it all the time. I don't even, I've never seen anybody. You know, the whole thing is you're not supposed to insult the woman. You're just supposed to strike up a conversation. Just like some of your homegirls do when they see men in public. Yeah. And they still say, oh, I like, oh. I, I do that like all the time. Oh, I like this. Ooh. Absolutely. I will go up to a guy and tell him I like his beard, or I'll call a guy handsome. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so handsome. I'll do that in a heartbeat. And you know how y'all talk loud, like, not the McDowell's hat. And then y'all <laughs> not the Wesley Snipes shirt. Right. That, and then yeah. y'all start talking, it's like, oh, I appreciate you, Queen. Like, what you what you got going on? And then y'all start talking. Blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing that's different, though. So now, so we used to have to meet people in person. There was no, we didn't have a choice. We had to meet them in person because it wasn't like we had the internet back then. So like now it's like you can DM somebody or you don't even have to know them. You could literally just see them on the Explore page and then just slide in their DMs. And it's so different, but also kind of weird to me because literally back in the day, it's like you literally had no choice but to meet somebody in person. It wasn't like, oh, like you couldn't just comment on somebody's picture or something like that. There was none of that. So it literally was all in person. I feel like that's another reason why people don't have good, great interpersonal skills because now all they have to do is just slide in a DM or be on a dating app. And things are so different for us and how we used to have to communicate to actually meet somebody and connect with them. Um, I know you slide in women's DMs or whatever. So how do you, how are you sliding? Because I feel like my slide is kind of like what you said, like, say something witty or something like just say something in there first of all i'm not definitely not putting it on there on the, on their actual post i'm gonna do it in dm so if i get shot down or if they ghost me it's gonna happen in private so i'm not embarrassed but yeah i just like comment on whatever they're talking about and just you know a little emoji here and there a little like you know winky emoji or a hug emoji or a blushing emoji that's how i pull them i mean how are you pulling the ladies in the dms oh uh, well well yeah. Well, first of all, as we talk about often, uh-huh. sometimes you have to find a woman who is the correct level that you're on. Yeah. And we have a lot of delusional people out here now. Yeah. Nothing nothing against them. Just saying sometimes you got to step back and say, am I DMing the right person? <laughs> so you like, you am assess I, their... <laughs> Am I in the right place at Look. the right time? Do you like how do you assess their Instagram profile? Like, do you look at like the type of bags they have, the type of car they're driving, their makeup skills? Like, what are you looking at that tells you, like, okay, she's within shooting range? Listen, you and and all fellas just need to just be honest with yourself. You know if you're dealing with a nerdy woman, you know if uh-huh. you're dealing with a baddie, you know what kind of woman you're dealing with if you're doing the correct research, right? So if you know that this woman is like all her videos have popular songs on them. Mm-hmm. She leans more toward being an influencer. She's always trying to be in the mix. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. E- even if you post your pictures or you post your thing and she's only interested when you're doing things that are cool or exclusive, whatever, you should know as a man that this probably is not the woman that you want to just pour your heart into because she might be a little bit too superficial for you. Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of y'all guys do not pay attention to that. And then y'all now see Lexi. If you saw if you see someone like Lexi, she wears like sundresses and she's goofy. <laughs> and she's I'm not goofy. Afraid. Yes. Goofy is kind of negative. You were doing then, the percolator the other day or whatever you were trying to do. I was not yeah. doing the percolator. I was, was dancing the percolator. Going on. 
Yes. If you see a woman who is, you know, she likes to travel and she likes uh-huh. to do cool things, uh-huh. and you like to travel and you like to do cool things, and she wears like floral sundresses, uh-huh. and you like floral sundresses, and she went to HBCU, she's very culture. Uh-huh. You know, she seems like a nice person, right. and that is who you need to focus on. Yeah, if they're aligned. Or a woman who's like in the anime and you see her posting herself in cosplay. That abs- yes. That's who that's you need to girl. But if you keep talking to these women who are posting themselves by expensive cars. Yeah. Who don't you, do it. You don't even know what they do for a living. You yeah. have no ideas. And I'm not saying you gotta know what everybody's doing for a living, but you know that these women ain't got no job. You know yeah. That. Yeah. But they you know, that's what y'all like. A trapper or athlete. That's Stay what y'all like though. In your lane. That's what y'all like though. I just don't, I don't understand it. I feel like a lot of these guys, they go after those girls. But here's the thing also, like if we're talking like, you know, just being jazz millennials, back in the day, dudes wouldn't ever try to go after those types of girls. They'd have been like, okay, I don't want to get shot down because in person you can get shot down. Like, and if you get shot down in person, it's even more embarrassing, which is why also guys today don't go up to women really and talk to them because they don't want to be embarrassed. Like we were, well, y'all men were used to that back in the day because you had no choice, but you know, like men are used to rejection. Let's be real. Men are used to rejection back in the day though. Y'all had to like go up to this woman in person and hope that she was interested in you because she might shoot you down today's man. I think y'all are just so over it that y'all won't even go up to a woman and speak to her, especially if she's with her friends, because y'all don't want to be rejected. And nowadays the rejection turns into like a guy can curse out a woman. You just never know where it's going to go. So it's just like, you know, in high school, everybody used to hype you up. Like, there she go. There she, ooh. And she got, oh, she looking good today. She got a presentation. She got her little presentation. (laughs) Her little sideboard and everything. Ooh. They'll hype you up. And then in the cafeteria, you uh-huh. know, she done put her poster board to the side and sat down to eat her lunch. It's like uh-huh. chicken patty on a bun day. And you just like, you got to pick the right day. I'm going to wear my freshest outfit with the Ciccone's, uh-huh. my Jinko jeans. I know my... you did not wear no Jinkos. I, know I you didn't wear Jinkos. You had... What uh skater jeans? I had they were but see they were they were jinkos for the husky gentlemen like myself. Husky, are you plus sized? I'm husky. What, are they, what no. is, is that? What they call? I mean, do yeah, they have like? It was always husky growing up. It was husky. Wait, but that's not what people called it for real. Yeah, well, that's what they called it on the clothes. Husky. What is it really? We would call husky. We would just call what chubby. We would just call. I just remember husky. the big and tall. You know now. It's, a million term mid size plus size. Yes, I'm a I'm a mid I'm mid size. That's I found that out because I'm like, what do I call myself? I'm like in between, and yeah. But you're so. But wait, I remember the big and tall section. Do they still have that? <laughs> <laughs> but you're saying that the tag said husky. Yeah, the tag said husky. I think you're joking. I'm <laughs> not joking. It said husky. That is so interesting. Oh, you, I mean, wait till, you wait. You you pick your perfect outfit and you wait. Okay. Until yo, everyone hypes you up. Even okay. your teachers sometimes uh-huh. hype you up and they know like it's your time. It's your time to shine. She can say yes or no. Can I take uh-huh. you to the dance? Uh-huh. Or can I take you, can we go out to it wasn't like go out to eat to some expensive restaurant. It was like, will you go with me to Bennigan's? Yeah. Will you go with me to Sizzler or to the Chinese buffet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I used to do. And I still, like, to this day, I feel like if you get the right person to hype you up, like, Lexi, if you hype me up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem going up to somebody and saying, hello. Oh, my gosh. That sounds really creepy. <laughs> it really sounds creepy. That's, that's how you doing? <laughs> my name is. <laughs> <laughs> I, they call me U.S. Oh my gosh. You know, so here's the thing. Here's my thing though. I like, so like, just like exactly like you said, just being able to go up to somebody in person. I like that in person. So that's why I love FaceTime. Like I, as soon as I meet a guy, I love when he FaceTimes me after we meet because I need interaction in person. And if I can't be in person for real, for real, 
I'll take FaceTime because I want to like see your eyes. I would like to, I like to engage with people. I FaceTime my mother every single day. I FaceTime my friends every single day. I am a FaceTimer. Like, honestly, I don't like talking on the phone, but I need to see your eyes. I need to engage with you. I need you to hear my voice. I want to hear your voice. I need to hear the inflection in your voice. I need to hear the tone. That, me being a jazz millennial, I miss that like in-person interaction or meeting somebody in person. I will be quick. Like as soon as I meet a guy, we can FaceTime immediately. And I'm the girl that you don't have to ask. Hey, can I FaceTime you? Just do it. And actually the past couple of guys that I was dating, they've just done it, which I love. Cause I'm like, cause I used to have to like put people on the FaceTime and audio messages. But now, now the last three guys that I was dating, they just faced on me out the blue. And I'm like, I like that. Like, cause I like, I like that. I need to see your eyes. Do you do that with girls that you meet? Do you, are you like, yo, I need to like, see you. I need to at least like hear you. Cause you know, now Instagram has video. You could do audio messages. Like what's your thing? What's your thing now? I think. <laughs> do you send creepy audio messages? You talking like the women is. If a woman picks up your FaceTime, yeah, I do take that as a major step in your relationship. I answer, especially if she got the Sojourner on. I if she got the turban on, if she got the helmet, or she got the bonnet, and she don't put her strap on. Yeah, it just it's like you are in there. Yeah, uh huh. And she didn't got no makeup on, and you see what she really looks like. Yep, it says a lot. You see that clavicle. (laughs) <laughs> you start seeing what her background looks like yeah you start seeing how she living that's important does, it's she important. Live, does she even live anywhere is she not homeless does she sleep on the floor yeah uh-huh. does she sleep on a cot does she sleep on an air mattress all of it i saw a guy that i just met just went on i went on i went on a blind date recently and it went it was six hours long but he FaceTimed me this morning. I was putting rollers in my hair and I answered. And I was like, see, this tells you that I like you a little bit because I answered FaceTime. I just met you two days ago and I answered FaceTime putting rollers in my hair in my robe on. And another guy, the guy before that, I, I would answer in my bonnet. So that tells you, I mean, I guess it does, but they're probably going to be like, dang, you do this for everybody. Cause I kind of like, I don't know if I if I like you if I like if I like our interaction, you're gonna get the real me and the real me is no makeup on, probably in a bonnet with my robe on. That's what you're gonna get, and I think it's fine. Like it it tells you like okay I'm real, and I don't want you to get hyped up and think that I'm dressed up all the time and that I'm always gonna have makeup on or that I'm always gonna have my hair done because most of the time, child Alex, you see me on Facetime, you know. Alex, Alex see me with freaking bonnets on and scarves on, and yeah, you already know. Yeah, I, listen, that I I do know some people are a little bit shy, and yeah. they don't want to get all up in your face like that. But I nope. mean, if if you try to be in a relationship, I'm gonna see uh, you. I'm gonna see you without that wig on. Nah, I'm not these girls. These new girls don't do that. They will like literally not take off their wigs for these dudes. They do not want these dudes to see. And see, this is why. I like to show myself like my bare self early because I don't want you, especially if you like, for example, I met this dude with clippings in like long Beyonce style clippings. I was like, dude, I don't normally look like this. I'm going to let you know now you go, you know how, like, you know, the meme that's like, I can go from homeless to, I mean, I can go from a baddie to homeless. I can go from a baddie to homeless and back and forth. Like, I will look so homeless. And I like to, like, I need you to know this up front because I don't want you to see me out or see me on FaceTime be like, damn, why she she look like that? I can go from baddie to homeless in five minutes. And I want you to be aware of that because I don't want you expecting me to have on 10 pounds of makeup and have my wig on because that's not going to happen. But I feel bad for those girls that do feel like they have to have, like, the perfect hair. I'm the girl. Like, I used to do like that. I used to have on my bonnet. And then as soon as a guy calls, I would take it off real quick. But then I'm just like, sir. Hello. Answer with my bonnet on. That's that's that. why women need to listen to men when we say we like. And I'm not speaking for all men, but I like when y'all got your run to the stove, that aura that you got. Yep. I yep, like exactly. when you just look, see, when you look regular. And uh-huh. you be like, oh, why everybody always talking to me when I look regular? Oh, uh, yeah, because guys like you, it. You in your purest form. Yeah. Y'all be looking, when y'all have the yoga pants off, mm-hmm. with the shirt, whatever college you went to, with the ball yeah. cap, 
over whatever's going on on your head. Yep. Mm-hmm. With no makeup on. You, yeah. And you just be looking just you just be looking just right. That's when guys right. talk to me the most. Right. Mm-hmm. Because then a dude knows Lexi, she she look I'm not saying you look crazy. You look normal. <laughs> You, you, look look dusty. you look you dusty. You look dusty. But you look good. So yeah. in your you like, it only goes up from here. It only goes up. One of my booze always says that every time I'm on Instagram just chilling, he's always like, oh my gosh. He's like, I just love that look. Like when you just like have on just like, you know, even if it's just like a big t-shirt, he's just, I really like that look. He's like, it's really sexy. He's like, I like that the most. And I like when he says that because it makes me feel better about it because yeah, like you don't know, like, and again, clearly, if I'm going to my Instagram stories in a big baggy t shirt or whatever I have on a robe, I'm clearly not using that to impress guys. So when guys comment on that, I would much rather appreciate a guy commenting on that than me with a bathing suit on, you know? So yeah. I'm like, you know, just embrace your run to the store look. I'm telling you. Yeah, I feel that's, that. That's I feel why that. Target is such a, so many people meet in Target because it's yeah. just like you see somebody in the front. Yeah. And she got a, a buggy full of things that you know she don't need. Uh-huh. She about to spend two hundred dollars on some some she towels, got money. Uh-huh. Some popcorn, because you know the popcorn at Target be uh-huh. You about to buy some food from the smallest grocery section in the world. Yep. <laughs> it is small. She's about to buy some some home goods. Yeah. Looking good in those pants. Yeah. I feel that. I I feel you on that. And like, so another thing though that I think about when I think about dating is cheating. Like how, remember back in the day, like it took a lot to be like, to get caught cheating. Like it would be, I remember I went out, oh my gosh, I went home one time for the holidays when I was in college, went home, went on a date with this dude back at home. He's like, oh, like my girlfriend, you know, we you walk like five feet ahead of me because I have a girlfriend and she, this is like after we get to the movie theater. And I was so like, what? But it wasn't like, we weren't like taking pictures. It wasn't like a, you know, we had the cell phones. Like we did have cameras. No, did, I don't even think we had cameras on our phones then. So it wasn't even like really, it was hard to catch people. Like you had to catch them in the moment. Like I'm at the movie theater, like, oh my gosh, I saw so-and-so out on a date with this girl and he has, and his girlfriend is over at this school. It was different. Like nowadays, shoot, you can get caught. Like this new technology, it's just so much easier. And that's why all these dudes are getting caught now because of social media. But it was way harder back in the day. Like you had to literally just happen to be at the movie theater, happen to be at the mall and like, oh, this dude is cheating. Like it wasn't really like I remember one time also one of my girls was dating this dude and one of the girls at my high school was dating the same dude, but they didn't even know. Now, in real life, in today's life, they wouldn't have been able to get that guy wouldn't have been able to get get away with it. The only reason why I knew was because my girl at the other high school was like, "Oh, this is my boyfriend." I was like, "Nah, he's dating this girl at my school." It took a lot to like figure out like, "Oh, guys are cheating." Nowadays, you can't even. I don't even care if you go to different high schools; you gonna get caught. Like yeah. it's way different. Like this, I don't know. Just like the technology this these days, but before it was like you could literally have like three girls. You could have a girlfriend at every high school in Hampton, and. You could probably get away with it, low key, especially if they weren't super popular. You could get away with it. Yeah, cheating is expensive and overrated. That's why you got to get your old lady, one old lady. Tell all these black men. Tell them. No, I'm just because you know I feel like cheating is rooted <laughs> in just back in high school. You just want to live your relive your glory days and just be yeah. a man. But yes. I feel like as a geriatric millennial. A flex to me, the ultimate flex is getting the woman that everybody wants and wifing right. like but, the, school, the, the coach, the NBA coach who has Nia Long. Oh my gosh, there's a everybody talk about you got Nia Long. He fine, she fine. Uh, why, would, why would you? What? There's nothing else for you to do. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. nothing else. You got to get the girl. Yeah. And settle down. See, cheating is. And we talk about this all the time. Dudes just need to, and not even just us, y'all. Yeah. Yep. Stop settling. Go for what you want. Now, this alone? Uh-huh. I'm not responsible for that. That's you, you made your choice, but go for what you want. Cause cheating is just rooted in, oh, Lexi doesn't have this. She doesn't have yeah, it's FOMO. Girl, like, it's FOMO. This girl. Or, 
Yeah, I like Lexi because she's this, because my wife is homely and she dresses like Gargamel. From <laughs> All of it is like, it's FOMO. It's like, oh, there's something better out there. There's something better out there. Like, no, I'll get you that boo that you like. Look, all of y'all, this season, I want y'all to know we're going to give updates every episode about our dating life because we're both going to find, we, like, through this season, you're going to listen to our dating stories because guess what? We need to find these boos. So look out for it. Like, you know, we, we know we're going to be sliding in DMs. We're going to be doing all of that, Alex. Like, I'm about to show y'all my, my boo is coming. She's in the is mail. She's oh, in geez. the regular mail, though. So it's going to take some time. Look, that's what we're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get into that this season. We're going to get into our dating life and us trying to find the one as a trash millennial because we're both, you know, hitting 40. We're about, about to hit 40. So, you know, I know we both want to find this man. Well, I want, no, not, I mean, sorry. No, we don't want We don't want to both find this man. I want to find a man. Alex is looking for a girl. Get with it. Make sure you guys follow. Oh, you need, well, and I need a, a hoochie daddy. No, I don't want a hoochie daddy. But, so make sure you check us out. Check, make sure you guys follow us, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, tell all of your uncles with the beards to hit me up. Um, I am Lexi at Lexi with the curls and... I'm Alejandro. Is there a heart in the house tonight? <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Adulthood, a podcast for geriatric millennials.